When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Waiver wired. Woo. A little waiver wired. A little high pitch. A little waiver wired. Oh God, waiver wire is incredibly interesting this week. This is one of the more interesting weeks we've had in the history of all wavered wired shows. We're wavered and we're wired and we're ready to make our pickups this week. We're ready to spend up. We're ready to spend up our fab budget. But sadly, as it turns out, the weeks where the waiver wire is most interesting are the weeks where we just experienced a lot of injuries, a lot of bad football, right? You have these, these weeks that are super exciting where you watch top 10 takeaways and you're like, wow, this was a great week of football. Ah, this is great. And then the next day you watch waiver wired and you're like, eh, this is uh this is this is a this is pretty weak. This is a pretty weak week on the waiver wire. Yeah. Yeah, because we had a bunch of players perform at a high level and stay healthy, and it was great. Last week, not so much. But the silver lining is the waiver wire's on fire. There's so much to talk about with the waiver wire. So the waiver wire is interesting this week. For all the wrong reasons, all the reasons that we wish weren't the case, right? We don't want Devon A-Chain to miss games. The guy's breaking on all over the place. The guy's putting up 100-yard games, like right in Jameer Gibbs' face, moving him ahead of Jameer Gibbs in Dynasty even? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's the big difference, right? Devon A-Chain, just a little more productive, a little faster, but didn't go to Alabama, right? That's really the difference. So move him ahead, and then, oh, what happened? Oh, we had had it. Now he's projected to go back on IR, and that's going to open up opportunity in the Dolphins' backfield. We'll talk about uh, Jeff Wilson. Yes, we'll talk about Jeff Wilson, certainly. We're going to talk about the Arizona Cardinals backfield. Oh yes, the Arizona Cardinals backfield is uh is interesting, right? It's interesting. It's in, it's an interesting backfield. I have a strong position on which running back you should be drafting in that Arizona backfield, absolutely. There's a bunch of stash players. Like this is also see the thing is, typically, typically heading into week 6, there aren't a lot of great options. The waiver wire has been picked over. And, you know, week six is stash season. Hey, it's time to start stashing those running backs. It's time to start handcuffing your running backs. But uh, stash season really took a backseat to uh, now season, to go get him season, to l- l- let's ride season, right? We have some interesting wide receivers too, right? Every week we talk about Rashi Rice. It's like the title of the show. How is Rashi Rice still available? What are we missing? I don't get it. 
So we'll continue to talk about Rashi Rice. There's some there's some receivers that are going to take advantage of injuries to some star wide receivers around the league. Sadly, right? Sadly, uh, is there a wide receiver better than Justin Jefferson? No. So whoever benefits from the law of the conservation of targets in Minnesota is not going to be as productive as Justin Jefferson or even close. And it's just, it's not great, but there, there is opportunity to capitalize. It's opportunity to capitalize. We have a lot of Justin Jefferson, right? We have a lot of Devon A-Chain. So all we can do, all we can do is make the right move, make the right move now and minimize the damage. That's the best we can do. And there is a quarterback we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about a tight end. And spoiler alert, those are the same guys we talked about last week. They're, they're, we're, going right back, we're going right back to it. So we're going to go right back to it. We have waiver wire ads for week six after this. This episode is brought to you by Rival Fantasy. Rival Fantasy, the coolest fantasy platform not enough people know about, but they will once I'm done, baby, because they're always innovating. They just rolled out seasonal leagues. We set them up for patrons, for our listeners, and they funded over $1,000 in payouts. That's what Rival's all about. They're always innovating. They already had the fantasy book where you can take overs and unders, stack them up, multiply your payout, but then they added challenges so you can set your own lines and put them out there for the community and then you can browse the community's lines and say hey this guy's crazy i'm gonna take the other side it's cool and they have fantasy bingo rival fantasy is reminding me how much fun i can have with fantasy football and use that promo code player the promo code is player they give you a 100 instant deposit match plus 25 dollars plus a free play that promo code is player for up to 125 dollars in deposit bonus and a free play you can't beat it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We're coming in hot. We're coming in hot on the waiver wire program. Absolutely. We got Ross Young in the chat, producer Ross Young, hyping us up. And you might be thinking, well, who's number? Who's the number one running back to to go add? Is it? Is it? Is it uh, Jeff Wilson? Is it uh, Imari DeMarcado? Is it Tajay Spears? He's electric, right? No, actually, Roshan Johnson's still available in more than half of Yahoo, ESPN, NFL Network leagues. It's true. It's true. Roshan Johnson would have been even more available. It would have been nice. It would have been nice had Khalil Herbert, could have, if he could have stayed healthy just one more week, and it would have allowed all those that just happen to draft Roshan for all the wrong reasons, pick him up, on a whim, that didn't have the conviction, they would have dropped Roshan Johnson, we would have scooped him up, and then we would have benefited, right? But unfortunately, his roster percentage is still high. But the reason I want to mention Roshan Johnson, typically if a guy's over 40%, we don't talk about him on the waiver wire show, but the thing is, most of those 40% are, that's us. That's us. That's us. But we have new listeners coming in. And we have some new listeners coming in, and they might actually be in leagues where Roshan's available 
because they're not participating and competing against any waiver-wired fans. So for you people, okay, you have to understand, Roshan Johnson is the real deal. Roshan Johnson was, by many advanced metrics, the second-best running back in college football last year after B. John Robinson. And he's actually commanded more targets than anyone expected so far this year. He's been used as a satellite back, but Khalil Herbert has the explosiveness, right? And he has, so if you have the explosiveness and you have the experience and, you know, you're going to defer to the veteran, of course, makes sense. The touch distribution has made sense, even though there's been whispers, oh, Jeremy Fowler reporting that Chicago wants Roshan Johnson more involved and then he's actually less involved. So thanks a lot, Jeremy. Thanks. Not helpful. Okay, but now, right now, with Khalil Herbert missing time, high ankle sprain, Roshan Johnson, Roshan Johnson, Roshan Johnson, Roshan Johnson. Now, how severe this high ankle sprain is matters. It could be a three-week injury. It could be a one-week injury. If it's a three-week injury and we have Roshan Johnson establishing himself for three consecutive weeks, the guy that they drafted to take over, he has a more impressive prospect profile. He balled out at the senior bowl and then he has the the higher draft capital than Khalil Herbert just get ready for it get ready we just need a couple weeks right he's got the Vikings at home it's just so set up perfect it's just so perfect right is what you want so Vikings at home this week and then uh, we're looking at week seven Raiders at home Vikings and Raiders I think we're gonna get at least those two weeks with a high ankle sprain to Khalil Herbert, even a guy like Saquon Barkley, he's not able to make it back uh, within a couple weeks. It's, it's, it's a two- to three-week injury at the very least. So we've got two home games coming up, Vikings and Raiders. This is just perfect. And then if Roshan Johnson balls out, Khalil Herbert does not have the organizational capital, the commitment, the investment to just come back and have his job handed right back over. He's not in a secure position. So this is an incredible opportunity for Roshan Johnson. And no, I don't care about Dante Foreman. I don't care. Don't care. Don't care. Don't talk about Dante Foreman. Roshan is as big as Dante Foreman, but at this point in their respective careers, also because Dante Foreman ruptured his Achilles a few years back, Roshan's more explosive. Roshan's the more established pass blocker even. Like we we it's already it's a well-known fact. This is the worst kept secret this preseason that the Bears regarded Roshan Johnson as their best pass protector as well as their best receiver out of the backfield. And I think you'll find he's also a better tackle breaker. He's just better. He's a better running back in all phases than Dante Foreman. Dante Foreman's not interesting to me. And Keontae Ingram's not that interesting to me. I know that Keontae Ingram, he has the requisite size, athleticism. So in th- he's like the theoretical replacement, one-for-one one replacement for James Conner. But throughout the summer, I could never get on board with Keontae Ingram as a handcuff that I cared about for fantasy football because we haven't seen that he's any good, right? He, he had to transfer because he was clearly well behind Bijan Robinson and Roshan Johnson at Texas. Then he was relatively productive at USC, but not a standout. And then he had the, the the day three draft capital. At no point is anyone looking at Keontae Ingram going, hey, man, yeah, this guy's super talented, right? Because he would have been commanding 
a higher opportunity share all along. Look at what Tajay Spears is doing in Tennessee. So if if you have the ability, you will carve out a role. And he hasn't been able to carve out a role with like James Conner heading into his late 20s. So that is a big red flag on Keontae Ingram where Amari Demarcado has been competing for touches with Zach Evans at TCU and an even better player than Zach Evans, a much better player. We'll talk about it a little bit, Kendra Miller. So it's it's not a surprise that Amari Demarcado was not putting up huge video game numbers even though it was the Big 12, he like Keontae Ingram was stuck behind two better running backs. But I think we may find out that actually, with all hindsight, especially hindsight from the TCU coach's perspective, that Mercado, De Mercado, was better than Zach Evans all along. That it always should have been the Kendra Miller show. And that it was actually De Mercado. And De Mercado didn't transfer. Right? He didn't run away. He said, I'm staying here. He ended up having a, 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 a relatively productive season, given that he was playing behind Kendra Miller. Now, James Conner goes down in front of him. He was on the active roster in week five because of this neck injury to Keontae Ingram. And Keontae Ingram has, has had this neck problem for multiple weeks. He now So he's now suffering under this multiple-week neck problem. And then in, in what was like his opportunity to shine... He wasn't available. DeMarcado was available. And flash that speed, flash those hands. You go to playerprofiler.com. You're like, oh, wait a second. This guy's 215? And he runs a sub 4540? He's got a great speed score. Yeah. Yeah, this guy's actually got some nice workout metrics. Had he been on a different team, had he not been on either Texas or TCU in college, we would have heard his name called more on Saturdays. So it's all about DeMarcado. This is not a debate. DeMarcado versus Ingram. I've seen these debates on Twitter. It doesn't make sense. It's all about DeMarcado. So I'm putting 30% of my budget down, my fab spending on Roshan, if he's available somehow, which he's probably not. Then 20% on DeMarcado, 20% also on Jeff Wilson. I mean, Jeff Wilson, I mean, the Dolphins are the rare team that can support multiple every week fantasy starters in their backfield. It's a very rare thing, but it, it it can happen, right? It can happen. And Jeff Wilson, it was activated from the IR. They started the clock that, okay, now you can practice, right? The practice window has been opened, but he's a veteran player. When they open the practice window to a fringe player, it's no guarantee that they're going to play the following week. But when you open up the practice window to a guy in his mid-20s, an established veteran, you open up the practice because he's ready to start practicing. And if a guy's ready to start practicing in the middle of the football season, he's ready to play. So I believe that Jeff Wilson is ready to play. I know there's 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 concerns that maybe he's not ready and it's going to be another week and then you don't want to overspend. No, 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 no. We have the Dolphins offense here. Okay, this is not Devon A-Chain. Right? Jeff Wilson's not super explosive, but in, he can operate in the stretch zone running scheme as well as any running back in the league with his ability, right? You you go around the league with so average size, slightly below average athleticism. I put Jeff Wilson up against any of those guys in this scheme. This is the only scheme he knows, and he's been super successful at it. He's he's been a league winner. 
right? Jeff Wilson league winner is a thing that's happened. And, and so many were stashing him in the later rounds smartly, right? If you stash Mostert, if you stashed Wilson, if you stash A-Chain in the double-digit rounds, that was smart. That was good process. As it turned out, Wilson was not healthy to start the season. The other two were. The other two went boom. Wilson did not. Wilson comes back. Then he goes boom. Tajay Spears finally crested 10 fantasy points, showing off that electric ability, commanding touches, 10-plus touches. Part of these targets, the target share that he's commanding is due to the fact that Traylon Burks is out. So when Traylon Burks comes back, there's going to be fewer targets for, for Tajay Spears. Understood. But this is a player for deeper leagues that you can think about flexing every week. And he's established himself as the clear one-for-one handcuff to Derrick Henry. So he's both a stash and a guy you can consider starting. So for that reason, I put like 12%, 10-12% of my budget down on him. Same with Chuba Hubbard. Like, he's now in the Chuba Hubbard zone of where, you know, in many ways... Giving the ball to Tajay Spears gives the Titans a better chance to win because he's better in the passing game and he's just a faster, more electric player at this point than Derrick Henry, though Derrick Henry is clearly Derrick Henry and he's a good breaker of tackles, right? Whereas that, you know, the chain around his neck because he's just so jacked and understood. Derrick Henry, super jacked, super jacked. Tajay Spears, super quick, lightning. So the ultimate... Thunder and Lightning is what we have now in Tennessee with Spears and Henry. So I, 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 I'm now preferring Spears to Hubbard, but it's close. And then Kendra Miller. Kendra Miller came out, put up 10-plus fantasy points. Again, he's the clear number two behind Alvin Kamara. It's a, he, he, he's it. And now he's, he's going four for four in the passing game as a receiver? It doesn't matter if it was garbage time. I don't care. I don't care if they were up 34 nothing. It doesn't matter. Bill Belichick is dust. We know that. It's very exciting to see Kendra Miller using the passing game. But he didn't do enough that he's going to, you know, wave his arms up in the air and get everybody's attention, especially this week when everyone's trying to get Demarcado, right? So keep stashing Kendra Miller. Justice Hill is not the talent that Kendra Miller is, but Justice Hill on a weekly basis more likely to give you fantasy points. He put, what, 11 touches, scored a touchdown. Also active in the passing game with all these injuries in Baltimore, the running backs catching more passes. Justice Hill's better as a receiver, much, I mean, much better. Gus Edwards is one of the worst receiver running backs in the league. So Justice Hill is going to give you 5 to 15 fantasy points any given week. He's a great guy to pick up. It's only Gus Edwards ahead of him, though. The reason why I'm not more bullish on a Justice Hill is because Gus Edwards is still dominating the carries, and Gus Edwards is not anything. He's not exciting at all. So the fact that he can't have a higher carry share means that there's a limited ceiling on Justice Hill. Kendra Miller's ceiling, much higher. So if I'm, if I'm, if I'm stacking these guys up, I'm, I'm putting Kendra Miller over Justice Hill. Even both of them over Rico Doddle now, because it was Rico Doddle's the best stash. Because the Cowboys are a great offense. Now it's like, well, eh. It was one of the best running games in the league. I don't know anymore. So no one's out there trying to get Rico Doddle. So there's no 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 urgency to pick him up, but still high on the list of stashes. Latavius Murray right there, right? Latavius Murray is 
in many ways, the best possible running back stash because he's free. He's not going to ever cost anything. And most fantasy players don't realize how he's going to dominate that backfield if James Cook misses games. Other guys I'm stashing, of course, Jordan Mason, Tank Bigsby, Elijah Mitchell, Ronnie Rivers, Zamir White, Devin Singletary, all worth a stash, mostly because they're on great offenses, but also you have a guy like uh, Zamir White who runs a 4-4 and would be a workhorse with breakaway speed should he get the job. So even in, even though the Raiders aren't a great offense, still worth stashing Zamir White based on athleticism. Wide receiver, Rashi Rice, top of the list. Go get Rashi Rice. Every week I complain that his rostered percentage is below 40%. I think that after this week's run of waiver wire processing, whether it be fab, whether it be just you know rank order, Rice is going to go above 50%. We're not going to have to talk about him anymore because every week it's like Rashi Rice, Rashi Rice, Rashi Rice. He's earning targets at an incredible rate. His target rate on playerprofiler.com is one of the highest in the league. Targets per route run. So he's being efficient when he's targeted. And when he's running routes, he's often targeted. He's often targeted when running routes, and then he's efficient with those targets. This is what target earners do. And he's a rookie. So every week, he's going to incrementally run a few more routes. Who's going to hold him back? Marquez Valdez-Scantling? Kadarius Toney? Get out of here. Get out of here. Now, the sneakier one, the less obvious ad at wide receiver is Josh Downs. And again, again, no one's getting too far out over their skis overbidding on wide receivers. You've already picked up Rashi Rice if you listen to this show. And you didn't have to spend up for him. We never spend up for wide receiver. There's a hard cap at 5% of your fab budget because we're holding it back for... A Jeff Wilson. We're holding it back for a Jerome Ford. That's where the spending should be directed. So I like Josh Downs. He's a great player. But what I really love about Josh Downs is that Gardner Minshew is taking over. And with Gardner Minshew taking over for the next few games, 10-plus pass attempts getting injected into this offense. So in a week where Anthony Richardson would have thrown the ball 28 times and run the ball 10 times, well, on those dropbacks, Minshew's going to run hardly at all. He's going to throw 38 times. Think about it, right? So if you're injecting all these pass attempts into the offense, that's why Michael Pittman is my number one wide receiver trade target, and Josh Downs is a top priority add on the waiver wire, especially if Rashi Rice has already been picked up, likely by you anyway. Then it's K.J. Osborne, right? So it's like, ah, it's got to be K.J. Osborne, right? Law of the conservation of targets. Well... Yes and no, right? K.J. Osborne is still a, a distant third to Jordan Addison and T.J. Hawkinson. So yes, yes, right? Oh, he's going to fit one for one like a glove, like a glove in this Justin Jefferson role. Slow down. Slow down. I've heard this before. We've all heard this before. So don't overspend on K.J. Osborne. Yes, you'd put about the same on downs as you would on Osborne, but you're not overpaying. You're not going crazy. Right? You have Zay Jones, very similar player, right? He scored against Buffalo. They're playing Indianapolis again. He already scored against Indianapolis once this year. They have weak outside corners. Everything's set up for Zay Jones. Don't, you're not allowed to be surprised when Zay Jones actually outproduces KJ Osborne. I like Zay Jones with like a 3% bid. DJ Chark, too. 
DJ Chark. Now, why DJ Chark? Well, he scored again. He has two scores this year. He's a better player than Jonathan Mingo. So I think that they, it's undeniable. And they played him and Mingo over Terrace Marshall, sadly. I don't agree with that, but that's what they did. right? Jonathan Mingo has the draft capital. He has the organizational commitment. So he's going to play. And Terrace Marshall was the old regime. So he's not going to play. That's a, you know football politics 101 right there. And the team is worse because of it, but hey, this is, what, this is what football coaches do, right? They carry water for the general manager. You play Chark this week. Chark is my favorite wide receiver streamer because they're playing the Dolphins. They're going to be down 30. This is the week that DJ Chark scores on a 50-yard touchdown. If there was a week on the calendar, it would be this week. Now, Trey Palmer is also interesting. Now, I'd rather play Chark against the Dolphins than Palmer. Palmer, though, if Mike Evans misses time, Palmer becomes the number two, and he has four three wheels. So deep bomb touchdown to Trey Palmer, also very much uh, as a possibility this week. Where you know a guy like Josh Downs, he's always a, you're gonna, you're going to play him because he's he's going to command targets. He's a great flex option, number three receiver. Also worth noting that if you're going to play a guy on Thursday night football or play a guy. For the, the London game at 9 a.m., make sure that that wide receiver is in the wide receiver slot and you're not burning a flex spot to maximize your flexibility around noon when you start to see all the inactives come in. Gives you the ability to play a running back that you might want to play the last minute. And if you had started that wide receiver in flex, you wouldn't have that opportunity. I actually like Trey Palmer this week over Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel gave you the points last week, but see, last week was last week. This week is this week, right? And if Mike Evans isn't playing, I prefer Trey Palmer. You see how that works? See, see, last week was the week to play Curtis Samuel. We recommended the super Washington stack of just stream the whole thing, the whole offense. Stream the quarterback, Howell. Stream the wide receiver, Curtis Samuel. Stream the tight end, Logan Thomas. And that hit, that hit in a very, very, very big way. 66 total fantasy points. You're welcome. 66 total fantasy points. I think that was the only thing I tweeted all weekend. was like, hey, Thursday night football. You're welcome. Tyler Boyd, right? I wasn't running out and grabbing Tyler Boyd for all those reasons. Like, oh, we got to go, go get uh, KJ Osborne. Oh, we got to go get Player X. He's going to fill in for Player Y. One for one. The, the, the report said that he's going to say same role, right? Maybe. Maybe. Right, Tyler Boyd, maybe, maybe. Turns out uh, Trenton Irwin commanded more targets, was more productive. But they did combine together, they combined for 17 targets. So Trenton Irwin is a deep league priority add. There's a lot of leagues out there where Palmer's been added already. Okay, None of the other guys I talked about were ever available. And there's, there's, a, there's now going to be a, a bidding war on Trenton Irwin. I wouldn't participate in that bidding war, but... In these deep leagues, these high-stakes leagues, sometimes there is. See, what I would do is I would let that person go pick up Trenton Irwin, and then I would pick up Darnell Mooney for free because he's the guy they just dropped. Because Darnell Mooney is going to have weeks. Like, Chase Claypool's gone, right? Yes, I understand DJ Moore was the focal point of the offense, but every NFL defense and defensive coordinator has the tape of that game. And that means that there's going to be coverage skewing toward DJ Moore, and Opportunity opening up for Darnell Mooney the rest of the season. I would scoop him when he's dropped. Continue to stash Jaden Reed through the bye. 
continue to stash Marvin Mims. Don't drop him. Don't lose hope. And if it were streaming quarterbacks and tight ends, again, you're going right back to Sam Howell. We're going right back to Logan Thomas. The Howell-Samuel-Thomas stack was great for streaming last week. Last week, and I, I, I'm more interested in just the Howell-Thomas stack this week. But as always, the waiver-wired show implores you to not overspend on quarterbacks. Do not overspend on wide receivers. Do not overspend on tight ends or defenses or kickers or anything. Spend your fab money on running backs. <laughs>